Hello and uh, and, and welcome to, to our first uh, podcast. Um, and I think in this session, it'd be critical to, to sort of start off with a bit of background and context as to why um, we're, we're undertaking this, this sort of journey on, on this podcast. And I, and I think there's no better way to start it than to sort of push forward this, um, the idea of that Kenya's trapped um, we're sort of trapped in in this cycle uh, where we we're not learning from history. Um, either we're not learning from history, or people feel that um, things have worked before and they want to recycle it or or thing. But it's, we're sort of like in a closed loop system where um, nothing new, nothing exciting is happening. It's always just sort of um, repetition, um, and I, and, I, and I think. Um, that, that that that's probably um, where we should start and and get some thoughts from you as well. I mean, so are we trapped? Are we trapped in this not learning, um, uh, or are we just basically perpetuating the same things that we've done before? I don't know if we're trapped. I'd hate to say we're trapped because that's horribly depressing. <laughs> but maybe I think one of the reasons we wanted to do this was to connect the past to the present. And, you know, help, you know, whoever listens to this understand that, you know, that old adage of if we don't learn from our history, we're bound to repeat it is, is very true of, of Kenyan politics and policy and, you know, our development or lack thereof, depending on how you want to look at it. And the failure to understand and remember our history um, whether recent or more distant, you know, ends up with the same thing happening again and again and again. Um, but we're so caught up in the present. We're so caught up in the latest scandal, the latest political maneuvering, the latest story that we don't see the connection and we can't break out of the cycle. We can't, you know, have that real shift that we need to have um, you but, know, but based on that, what trapped means that we're sort of trapped in the cycle where we try, um, sort of, you're constantly trying to edge up, and you're almost, almost, almost getting there, um, and then again, you're you're back in the same uh, sort of thing. You're back in the hole, sort of like trying to dig ourselves out of this hole, um, and uh, I, I don't know how far back we want to go. I mean, basically, whether we're going back to how our state was formed, sort of the basic state formation of Kenya or I mean is that where the the problems are in terms of digging out or do they even go be before that right so it, it it's a combination of both it's it's um you know as I was doing my my postgrad on 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 african politics it's something i struggled with a lot like who's to blame is it is it us or is it or is it colonialism because this this thing we call kenya was cobbled together 100 years ago and and you know um, we're still trying to learn to live together. We, we don't have a common story, a common history, you know, that goes back further than a lot of it is still living memory. Um, but then at the same time, the things we've done to ourselves since, you know, are not because of some colonial bureaucrat in London. It's, you know, we did them to ourselves and, and we need to learn from those to, to step out of, out of those, those, this, trap or this cycle or this loop it's not i don't think it's unbreakable i think 
if you look at the development of, of Asia or um, some places that have broken out of these cycles, the lesson isn't that, you know, we should adopt the same policies as China. The lesson is it can be broken. We can chart a new direction of our own making if we have enough understanding and enough motivation to do so. But, uh, I mean, I, I guess the question then is, is how do you chart that direction when... You know, Kenya is sort of viewed as this, um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of the cliches around Kenya, sort of, uh, you know, an, an island of peace, you know, in the, in the middle of turmoil, all of that. So it's like Kenya is so strategic for a lot of uh, even countries um, that they, they view Kenya, you know, we don't have enough, t- you know, we we don't have that space to actually start thinking about what's that Kenyan identity. Kenyan is always like, but it's it's Kenya, you know, sort of this powerhouse. I think we do have that space. I've always thought, you know, Kenya's had these seminal moments where we could have chosen a very different direction. You know, one of them was was obviously independence. Um, we could have chosen, you know, a direction that included land reform, genuine inclusivity, genuinely trying to build a state, a national identity, a national story. But, you know, the powers that be at the time chose a different direction. We had we had another seminal moment in 2002 where you know we had our first democratically elected president and we could have again there was there was this opportunity to really do things and and kenyans were genuinely up for it i remember you know people citizens arrests of corrupt cops and that sort of thing you know um but then that died away when we realized it was the same old same old and then we had another moment in 2010 where it was like we have this beautiful new constitution and we have this moment to really you know, change directions and, and really sort out some of the, 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 the issues that we have. But then, you know, we elect two guys that ran against it to implement it. And, you know, then we're stuck here wondering why it hasn't been as effective as we hoped. Um, so, so, you know, will we get another moment? Probably. I think so. They'll be there. Uh, will we have the, the mindset to take advantage of it? Will the right people be in the right places to take advantage of it? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. So it's, is it? So third time lucky, are you, are, you, are you saying we might be third time lucky that when we get the, that next moment, um, will we be able to take it? Maybe, maybe. It's, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's one step back, two steps forward, or is it two steps back, one step forward, um, that, you know, there are a lot of more switched on Kenyans. There are a lot of more engaged Kenyans. Um, you know, the new constitution may not have been as effective as we hoped, but it's, it's, you know, you travel around this country and the impact counties have had, it's not something that can be rolled back easily. So there's, there's progress and there's more engaged people, but at the same time, it's hard to cut through, you know, the nonsense that is our politics, to cut through the ingrained attitudes, to cut through the history, to cut through the tribalism, the ethnicity. It's, it's, it's possible. It'll be hard, um, but, you know, it's possible. Good good opportunity to sort of go back again um, into history and and why I I use the word trap but maybe trap is not the right word um, because again a lot of these things that we're doing is because of that history right so it's not necessarily that we're trying to chart a new path we're trying to look back at our history and say you know whoever did this you know so Moy you know Moy undid the constitution by doing this so we're like we have to protect that um, a community would be like you know last time you know there's this massacre you know, in, in Wagala Masca, for example. So anyone who's from Wajia or that kind of area is like, no, we need to make sure that we, we, we prevent that. So it's not like we have this sort of 
open blue sea ideas about this is a new direction it's more like okay how do we uh make sure that what has happened in the past hasn't ha- doesn't happen again um and uh, isn't that problematic as well because again it's not it's more sort of it's it's not um i, I don't know if to call it progressive but it's not it, it's not a new charted path it's just more like okay let's prevent x uh from happening um and the fear with that is is that we are constantly now again stuck in our history that you're like oh no but we can't do that because if we do that i don't i don't know so much about that i think i think that's a, lo- a lot of that is a good thing right so you know if it's people in wajia saying this this will never happen again that's that's fantastic yeah. um and um but i think a big part of it a really big part of it is people knowing what happened like how many people outside of wajia really know what happened in in wagala yeah. really understand what happened and and how the structures of government the powers that be you know could lead to that sort of decision um you know it's important to understand those in order to really prevent those happening again and and so so you know a really big part of this is is we have to know and understand our history and history's uncomfortable and we can debate it and you know it's it's you know you go back to say 63 when we changed the independence constitution and became a republic you know got rid of the senate got rid of the majimbo elements of the constitution um you know really centralized power you know that was a set of choices we're still living with it was a set of choices that um they're very easy to judge today but if you go back to the time you know you can see why people you could you could see the thought process as to why people made those choices right um maybe a little bit in terms of you know maybe we do need a stronger central government because we are such a weakly constituted political entity right we're not we're not the uk we don't have a thousand years of history as 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 england to to draw on and and bring us together right maybe we do need we do need um that sort of thing to bring us together um you know so you can see the logic behind it you may not agree with the choice but but it's it's one of those things where and i think really understanding that and then understanding that maybe we did make the wrong choice and we need to remake that choice right so how do we build national cohesion that isn't dependent on a state security apparatus that can you know reach down to the village level and and find whoever's you know been speaking out against government right how do we build that national story but, but l- let me stop you there because i mean you said something pretty controversial around this sort of re-centralization um but don't you think that's the problem this centralized state because the centralized state is the one which needs to have that sort of enforcement power um like the the wajia government's never going to sort of put its own uh, people in a concentration camp for example um we speak about wagala but um and and this is the other thing about not breaking away from history where where we're talking about you know historical injustices and 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 sort of violations but we're still doing them so kasarani is you know kasarani is under the current government you know where they just sort of run it off people run it up people in in um, you know in Italy and everywhere and put them in this sort of like a similar concentration camp yes i mean it's not as as uh, you know as violent as as wagala um but i mean it's still the same thing you're taking off uh, kenyan some of the kenyan citizens and putting them in a concentration concentration camp um that's a, the term that you want to use Yeah but definitely like I'm not I'm not justifying those choices or 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 rationalizing them or what I'm saying is we need to understand what happened 
we start to understand why it happened and that's when we'll be able to make that conscious decision for it not to happen again um so and then you know the third element of that is is we need to do that thing which Kenyans are terrible at which is putting the right people in the right places um you know who understand these things as well um and and then building on change so you know for me the one thing in all the mess that is Kenya today that gives me a lot of hope is that there's a lot more engaged people particular community levels so whether it's it's your community centers in in Mathare or in you know a village in in Busia it's it's you know it's a lot of times it's usually local people who are really trying to make a change in in their local communities and you know that that can percolate up and um a lot of that is is down to the fact that we have a constitution that that kind of opened up a little bit of space for them to do more of that sort of thing so there's there's pockets of hope in the in 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 the sea of despair so to speak yeah and i think I mean, some people have argued devolution has has also done a bit of that for 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 people seeing government closer to them, um, because again, like I say, the like a county government does not seek legitimacy as as much because it's I mean it's it's there it's with the people they're seeing what they're doing. Uh, national government has to sort of seek more legitimacy from across the board in terms of trying to show, but you know, we brought you this project, we've we've done this. Uh, but the county is like they know we're seeing what you're doing. You know you're seeing. Yeah, I mean the local governor has built a hotel, um, so we know where our money is going. Um, as opposed to national level, where it's just a bit opaque in terms of how how the money, where the money is going. And and I know we we've spoken a bit around infrastructure, but I again it's around that that sort of that visibility, that high visibility, mm. which again is prone to corruption. Yeah. So it's it's. You know, and and this is all tied to that history of of we've done this before. Um, you know, like you look at the national government and, and how it's starving counties of funds and, 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 you know, the fights between the National Assembly and the Senate and, and that sort of thing. Go back to 1961, 1962, we had this exact same debate, right? And, and eventually it ended up with the Senate being killed um, the provincial governments being killed and centralized and you know there are people in in government who'd very much like that to happen again so you know how do we prevent that it's it's part of that is understanding what happened the last time remembering what happened the last time and being prepared for the same sorts of games and tricks and and, and power grabs that happened in 63 and saying no the, the next time it's tried right and and you know really so so I think that is that is, that's a really important element of breaking out of that loop is is understanding how we got into the bloody thing in the first place so that we can make a better choice the next time are we equipped as kenyans for to be ready for that because we're already seeing those sort of inklings you're saying starvation of funds um sort of undermining uh, some governors undermining some of the county administration um, even in terms of of choice uh, national assembly sometimes not in engaging senate as much or just sort of like leaving senate to sort of float in the air um, there was a lot of pushback, also even the setup initially of, of the Senate, not giving them as much power um, as, as as they should have in terms of protecting counties. So, I mean, should Kenyans be concerned now? Um, or are you seeing the signs of what happened in the 60s? We definitely should be concerned now. Um, you know, a lot of the same stuff is happening, um, particularly on the money side. 
um, starving counties of money, not giving them enough, giving it to them late. So then they fail in service delivery. And when they fail, who gets blamed? The county governments. Um, you know, so that, that makes in four or five years time, that'll make the argument of we should just get rid of these bloody things much easier because they're not achieving what we, we put them here to achieve, right? So let's get rid of them. Um, you know, you can see an element of that with like healthcare. That whole argument of healthcare should be a national function because counties have failed without really examining why counties have failed. Um, so that, that, that's definitely happening. And in terms of equipping Kenyans are really, you know, I can't, I don't think I can emphasize this enough is like understanding that history, um, knowing that history. And, and, you know, unfortunately our school systems and our national dialogue up until a very short while ago was not really um, invested in teaching us that history. That's why, you know, hopefully people listen to this and, and understand a little bit more, um, understand and listen to other podcasts out there and other commentators and books and, you know, go see plays and, you know, like too early for birds or whatever it happens to be that explore that history, that look into it and teach you those, those things that, 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 that happened. And, you know, that then you can connect the dots and say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to stand for this, this time. Okay. Um, yeah, so thanks for that. Um, again, uh, just re-emphasizing, I mean, going back to history um, is sort of critical in that space.